on the ropes. There, that's our intro. I was, there we go. I'm sorry, I was about to go absolutely in with this little uh, <laughs> little beaker thing little beaker, right there. But no, yeah, I couldn't grab it in time. I know. Else. I heard I heard the little jangle, and I'm like, ooh, that'd be really yeah, dope. Yeah, I did it accidentally at first. I was like, oh wait, that actually sounded really good. Let me grab that. And I think I, I think I think this is actually what we got to start doing. I think we I think we got to start just like improving little like just riffing a little, little bit you know r- what r- i mean riffing a couple little like mouth beats whenever we're on the microphone and then we never have to worry about any royalty free music or buying anything because when oh we make it we make this in house son when you're as talented of musicians as we are you should never have to worry about paying for other people's <laughs> music that's the way i see it as we are there you go yeah you, Give yourself credit. Of course. You, you heard the you, way I started yeah. that. That was yeah, me tapping you did, that. You did. I was yeah. the one that got that going. You're the, you're, he is a, he's a natural born I was, leader. I was cooking. I don't want to hear <laughs> anything else about it. All right. Connoisseurs on the ropes. Very first time doing this. We're big fans of music, but I would almost say in some ways, bigger fans of wrestling. Because I specifically have gotten heavily into wrestling and over the last year because of your influence and we talk about wrestling probably more often than we do music at least yeah. on a casual basis and see that's what, one of my favorite things this is another reason why I wanted to talk wrestling on uh, on the show is because we cover two very unique demographics normally whenever you listen to any sort of wrestling podcast it's all guys that have been in the business for a long time which naturally you'll want to listen to them of course but then you also if it's people that haven't been in the business they're namely talking about the Attitude Era and like back in the 80s and how wrestling of yore, how it used to be. I've been watching wrestling since 2007. And so 2007 onwards is a very specific demographic to, to have grown up watching in those years would probably drive some wrestling fans mad to think that there's anyone that young. Yeah. Because I, I get that all the time with like the always, oh, you're so young, you're so young. And my wrestling taste really shows that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I haven't started. I didn't start watching wrestling until 2022. WrestleMania 38 was my first experience. First time and I did my toes into the water. WrestleMania 39 is in two months. Yes, so I have not even been watching <laughs> WWE or wrestling in general for more than a year. However, I will say I have done plenty of research. On, oh yeah, um, you've gotten educated a lot quicker than I ever have on, on wrestling of ages past, and so I have a yeah. little bit of knowledge on it. But I, I certainly am lacking in some departments so there are two perspectives here and which I is think- awesome because you get like the younger you, if you're in the younger crowd of wrestling from 07 onward then this is a show for you or if you're just now getting into wrestling and still want to learn more this is basically going to be um, a uh, master class in some points. Which, given the state of WWE right now specifically, I think a lot of people are just now getting into wrestling oh, yeah. and picking it up. I, I will, uh, and Never this be, hasn't been a better time. And this in is recent not years. just me being like that hardcore wrestling fan. I, it's not like, oh, you'd say that about any era. No, I can tell you right now. If there's any time to become a wrestling fan, it's now. I've so never... you you hopped on the bandwagon. So well, that makes it sound bad, but you hopped on like the, became a wrestling fan at the perfect time because right around the Wrestlemania 38 up to now it has just been stuff like they've never done before it's as if there was a massively significant change that took place and within the higher ups between that time period I can't I really point to anything I have, specifically I, I, but I have, I have no idea uh, what, what, it, what it could be I don't but, think uh, that is a coincidence however I think that ever since Triple H has taken charge of the company I think yeah. they have gone in such a Less stale, more creative direction, and that's it's, not the it's ju- beautiful to see. And that's not just the Triple H mark in you, like you. No, 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 I just know you're a huge Triple H mark. But yeah, no, completely. But it's it's been really cool to see because I've 
I've heard tales of how rough it got for at least a good patch there during the late 2010s, so it's nice to see it back on the upswing and becoming more of a mainstream thing again. Oh yeah, people are talking about it everywhere. Everybody's talking about this. And there's a lot, there's a lot lines. more mainstream appeal with um, artists like Bad Bunny and people like Logan freaking Paul hopping I on board with on my Logan Paul opinions. I, I, I mean, he is an incredible heel, like so good. You, you want to just hate him so much, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to hate him because the stuff that he does in the ring is like spot with ricochet his spot with ricochet mm. was insane in my mind i was thinking that's just that that, that's just one for the highlight reels but then at the same time i'm like but boy it deserves to be in the highlight reels were you expecting him to come back during the rumble i it was kind of in the back of my mind but not really i think i was kind of overhyping the rumble in my own mind so was i so was i but it's still i think the rumble matches in retrospect were really good the men's especially was a very entertaining rumble sometimes an obvious winner doesn't mean it's a bad one and sometimes not a lot of surprises doesn't necessarily mean a bad rumble it's our fault for doing so many different fantasy bookings of that rumble i mean we were shooting for the moon we were like intentionally but then we end up hitting one thing and we're like oh but what if that happened but yeah, the amount of different fantasy bookings we did for the Royal Rumble. I mean, we were texting nonstop about it. We were, who's coming back? This guy's coming back. At uh, one point, I thought CM Punk was going to come back at number 30, and I'm it was so, going to be I'm insane. I'm so happy that you're finally getting a taste of what Royal Rumble season is. When uh, Royal Rumble season comes, that's when all the fantasy bookers are going, okay, the road to WrestleMania starts now. Yep. And that's when it gets so exciting. Because the Rumble itself is already so unique and so fun. Yeah. And has been the hotbed for so many surprises and so many incredible moments and rivalries starting rivalries being blown off celebrity appearances what have you drew carey has been in the royal rumble what yeah 2001 when he was advertising the drew carey show he was a celebrity appearance and he ended up being in the rumble he got he got to the ring Got to um, kind of grandstand for the audience or whatever. Had some good stuff. Ended up coming face to face with Kane. Kane goozles him and choke slams him over the top rope. So not a single elimination. Not a single for our elimination, but he came out. He had his little yay! Look at me! I'm in the ring. And then just got dumped on his ass by Kane. That is so strange. Literally, I think this is so strange is the perfect way to describe wrestling especially in that time the attitude era sure it was incredible but what they don't tell you is all the wacky ass stuff that happened in wrestling at that time like um um mark henry and may young who was like 80 at the time uh hooking up and being lovers during his sexual chocolate phase and she they ended up um she ended up getting pregnant and she gave birth on national TV to a hand. Dog, I'm telling you, Vince McMahon was the horniest <laughs> MF alive. I mean that dude was constantly. I think you're glossing up. over the giving birth to a hand part. A hand. Horny and weird, okay? I'll <laughs> give you both. He's a, he is that dude is that dude got something he's something else man and you go back and you watch some of the clips from that era some of the stuff he would say that you could not even (laughs) sniff getting away with on television these days oh god it was a different time and i think that's one of the reasons why like the stuff they could get away with i think that's why people look back on it so fondly they took risks and pushed the envelope in a way that like no other like you cannot do now you get kicked off the air without a second thought saying some of the stuff he was saying the one about the taliban 
it's a member of the Taliban. Vince McMahon. I'm like, dude, imagine going up to some, you know, Arabic wrestler today and calling a member of the Taliban. WWE would be shut down off television. They'd be blacklisted in television networks for all eternity. Now, and, and now it seems like they just try to be way too squeaky clean. They loosen up a little bit. They've loosened up a little bit in recent times, but like the PG era, which was like, I don't want, I don't want to like miss, uh, describe it, but I think it was like near like the end of 2008 up until 2014. They called that the PG era. That was when WWE cleaned up. They were trying to have more family appeal. I guess they were really trying to get that demographic, and they had much more corny jokes. They barely had anything controversial in their shows, and it was just bland and blah, and easily the worst time for John Cena to be around, because that was the Super Cena era, where he just won and won and won and won, and that's when people started turning on him. Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't that switch to PG kind of take place in coalition and it was kind of juxtaposed with the Chris Benoit situation. I think that was around the same time because 2007 around the same was time, maybe like a couple years cuz I remember when I got into wrestling they were still doing all the same like hardcore uh hella bloody um scantily clad women. Women's wrestling was not a thing yet. Uh, that didn't start getting taken seriously until Paige came along in like 2014 or 15. Okay. So that's around Right where I said, right when the PG era ended. So I think it's when they started taking women's wrestling more seriously. As fun, uh, then I don't know. They just started switching up. I, I can't name exactly when it happened, but it was kind of within those uh, those years. Is it TV fourteen now, or is it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Now, but and to add to the conversation, me and Ian, Ian and I. We were in attendance for a recent SmackDown episode, oh, yeah. which we should discuss. Uh, yeah, one of the bigger SmackDown episodes, I think, in recent memory. It was the go. It was the first SmackDown after the Royal Rumble. Yep. So that's after everything went down with Roman and Sammy and the Bloodline, and that's really when uh, a, a lot of a, a lot of shit hit the fan. Yeah. And so it was the most anticipated episode of SmackDown, I would say, in recent memory. I would say so too. We were very, very, very fortunate. Given that we are in a small market in Greenville, South uh, Carolina, yeah. to get the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble Fallout episode, yeah, that's something that's you would expect kind, would go kind, to kind Dallas of a big deal, or yeah. you know, some somewhere much larger than Greenville. But yeah, it was quite an experience. I, I got to meet. Um, it was actually your first televised show. It was my second one. I went to one in twenty. 16 or 17 during the SmackDown Live era with a- with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. That was the main yeah. feud. In fact, ours was a. Now that I think about it, when we went this past time uh, this year, that was the last show, the first show after the Royal Rumble. The one we went to was the blow off show before the upcoming event. Okay, so it was so like the one I've done the right complete before. opposite. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can tell you like hardly anything about it because the product wasn't as good back then. But continue. Well, I was gonna say it was great. It was an amazing experience. I got to take my little brother. Uh, it was his first WWE event. WWE event. He's recently gotten pretty heavy into the in, into the whole getting company him started. In How old is yeah. he again? He's eight years old. Getting him started early. He's getting started earlier than I did. Yeah, he's really enjoying it. His favorite. Roman's his favorite right now. Easy, easy to pick. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, but it was great because I. I had heard that they, you know, wrestlers when they come to your area, they'll, they'll hang out around town. They'll go to gyms around town. So I, I ended up seeing Raquel at at the gym I was working. Raquel out at. Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah, she was hitting back because Lord knows that woman must hit back every single day because she has her traps are 
After, uh, they call her Trap Queen for a yeah, reason. Yeah, there's a reason so, why her uh, song is called Trap Queen. And, yeah. I, and I, I was going to say something to her because her theme song is literally on my workout playlist. It's so catchy, but I did not have the balls to go up and say anything to her. And with how but, things and are... And meanwhile, I was at work and I was texting you as this was going on. Ian, quote, seething with jealousy. And I, and I, was, I was seething with jealousy, but I was coaching her. I'm like, dude, just like go up and like casually talk to her and you responded i have zero riz i have no riz and then i fa- and then i and, and it was news to me that she's engaged to Bar- uh, to braun Strowman as well and if you thought i had zero riz before you think i'm gonna try to riz up somebody that's uh we good uh yeah that's somebody who could grind you into a fine oh, powder yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No. and then after actually met braun Strowman uh, outside the arena before the show and natalia as well so it was quite an experience. It was well, Braun Strowman is probably my favorite part of your story because since I was at work, I wasn't able to go down and meet meet up with all the folks. But you and the kind and generous, selfless person that you are—it's true, all three of those. You you ended up sent recording a video of Braun Strowman, who is my wife's one and only favorite wrestler. Like she has other wrestlers that she likes, but Braun Strowman is her guy. So you ended up saying, "Hey." Hey, hey, Brian. I, I said, hey, can you send a video to my friend Gab saying hi? And so as he's walking away, he says, I think he says, what's up, Gab? I think he says, what's up, Gab, on his way out. And my immediate reaction was, damn it, Trey, couldn't you have waited till after Valentine's Day? <laughs> like, I am really having to work overtime now. But we said we had a good Valentine's Day. She had to start the morning by watching the Braun video. But then it was of me course. for the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm assuming she watches it every day before she goes to bed and when she wakes up. But yes. It, I it, mean. It was, he was so nice. He was very courteous. He was... He actually drove to the arena from wherever their last stop was, all like by himself in this big gray van. He actually th- th- posted the van on like uh, I think he posted it on Instagram. It was the very first time he ever posted it, so I think that might have been his first show with that van. Possibly because he but... because I remember Gab, even though she wasn't there to see it, she ended up seeing it on Instagram and shared it with me. Look at how awesome his van is, and then his uh, dog being there too. Like, yep, we saw him pull up in that gray van, and I immediately knew it was Braun. And they told him to pull around to the other park, the parking lot on the other side of the arena. Yeah. And so I immediately booked it, run, looking, looking like an idiot running 15 miles an hour downtown trying to get to the other side of the arena in time right. before he got out of his car. But he was super courteous. He was, you know, getting his dog out of the car, so I wasn't going to disturb him while he was doing his work. Of course, yeah. But me, as well as a worker at the Bon Secours who, like, helps people park at the yeah. arena, we both got pictures taken with him. So it was very cool. It was very awesome. It's and then dope. Natalia is always very sweet to her fans as well, so she took selfies <laughs> with everybody as well, but... Yeah, it was it was quite a it was quite a great first show. I don't think it could have gone my, much better. My, my wife and I already agreed that um, we're going to next time SmackDown or Raw or whatever ends up coming around, we are taking the day off yes. so we can do exactly what you did as early as you did it to catch some of the stars on their way out. Because I'm gonna be honest, if I saw Braun, you you are a much like now you have some experiences with meeting some famous people. You've gotten to, you've gotten to meet a lot of different uh, artists at different concerts and what have you so i think you're kind of used to being around more famous people i am not <laughs> so if i were to meet them especially in the wild where i'm not paying 50 bucks to get a picture with exactly. them exactly i wouldn't know what to say i wouldn't even be able to talk i'm like because i assume he's a monster of a man in person oh you saw the picture he's double my size oh, i mean he's God. huge his arm is the size of my head I mean, in the picture, he's wearing like a short sleeve shirt. Where Gab's you can favorite see. thing to say is like she could fit. And she, she's like, man, I could, I could fit in his thighs. No, absolutely. Dude, I, I was not <laughs> or expecting crack coconuts with her with their thighs. Is one of her favorite things to say. All I will say is that six eight three eighty five looks like six eight three eighty or two eighty five or whatever he is. That it looks like 
it looks like 285, 385, however big he is. I mean, he is a monster in person. No pun intended. But yeah, no, it, it was a great, it was a great experience. My first show with Pyro, and that was so fun. I got so excited when the opening Pyro went off. As soon as I was done, I'm like, okay, we're going. Yeah. They had Let's gr- get ready. They had a nice little setup in the arena too. Oh, it was really nice. That their new set. I'm such a sucker for stage design. That's always been one of my favorite things. Their new set made Braun look like a flea. Yeah. Like so, it is massive. It is vibrant, and it is so good. But it somehow manages to feel bigger in person and smaller in person at the same time. I don't know how they managed to do that. The I think because ar- they had so much of the Bonscore Arena blocked off. The stage feels bigger in person. The arena felt so small in person. Yeah. But I assume we should now get into... We're going to get into some wrestling news. Current news. Current stuff that's going on. And then we're going, and then we're going to get into uh, what happened on Raw. As of right now, SmackDown has not happened. So we're going to go over what's been confirmed for SmackDown. See... Uh, and then for the chamber as well. And then for chamber, give our predictions for elimination chamber. Let's do it. But the wrestling news, ever changing, always going on, and it seems like every day there's something new. Another reason why I love being a wrestling fan. I love catching up on wrestling news more so than like real world news, and yeah. not just because of I'm more interested in wrestling. But it's, it seems like all the time, headline after headline after headline, with what they're saying on Twitter or what this rumor is or what these reports say or whatever it's well, genuinely non-stop you see something new every day it feels like a current report one of my favorite uh, pieces of news right now because i love this man so much is there is an imminent return for a certain superstar who used to be with wwe but has gone on to be basically the indie king a man known as matt cardona aka Zack ryder have you studied a lot on Zack Ryder or Matt or anything? Not watched many of his matches, but I have heard the rumors that he's coming back. How do you think that they're going to implement him? What do you think they're going to do with him See, if he comes back? Here's the thing. And with, assumedly soon. Here's the thing with Zack. Well, uh, Matt, I call him Zack because I always knew him as Zack Ryder. Yeah. But here's the thing with him. He is kind of in the same vein as Cody where he left, or I think more like he was released. Uh, he was released... And he ended up going to the Indies and completely reinvented himself. Became a brand new character. He's essentially the same exact character, but amped to a thousand, like a lot more of a villain. He was more of like kind of the frat boy mentality uh, back over in WWE. But he is like a legit, like badass, cocky heel now. And basically went on a conquest of gold and went from promotion to promotion to promotion to promotion and won their world title. So there was a point when he, I had to pull up the picture and show it to you at some point. He had like, no lie, like eight championships, like around his waist and on his arms. And he even straight up said, hey, attention to all promotions, please stop booking me. I'm not able to fit all this gold in my luggage anymore. That's amazing. So that was his big thing. And so he has really reinvented himself on the indies. I think he should be given the Cody Rhodes treatment, come back, main event player. Really? You think so for the main roster? My opinion is that I think, and I think what he might Hang on, what do you mean main roster? You want to put him in NXT? I think that's what's going to happen actually. I think he's going to come back and he's going to be the one. I think Braun's getting called up to the main roster very soon. And I think the next person that's going to take that NXT title is going to be Matt or Zach or however you want to put it. Not Carmelo? No. I don't think Carmelo's going to take it because I think Carmelo's coming up soon too. I think Carmelo and Braun will come up around the same time. 
And so I think that that's how they're going to implement Matt back into the that is a the world. fascinating theory. Because that's truthfully, a bold one. Where where would you, I have where would you like fit him in the where would you fit him in terms of the main roster right now? Where well, would you fit him? I, in I that think area? this is just me fantasy booking, and I know that I am like way too um, ambitious for my own good. But the original headline that I saw, obviously, a bunch of different headlines say a bunch of different things. But the original headline I saw said Matt Cardona WWE return imminent yeah and so that makes me think oh well he could show up at any time so i'm over here fantasy booking in my head why don't they give him the hardy boys return from wrestlemania 33 i believe it was where matt and jeff hardy returned after like 10 years of being gone and it was a complete and total surprise there was no like and i cried because i'm such a hardy boys fan like they were my idols growing up so to see them return to w excuse me to see them return to wwe and out of the blue as mystery teams being added to a ladder match for the tag team titles winning the tag team titles their first night back that wrestlemania moment was huge and call me ambitious i think they should do the same thing for Zack Ryder. and here's how i think they should do it Zack Ryder's defining moment like his, oh, I wouldn't say defining moment. His WrestleMania moment. He didn't get hardly any of those. But his one WrestleMania moment was being in a ladder match with several guys for the Intercontinental Championship. Besting all of them after having hardly any major victories. Winning the Intercontinental Championship. And it was a huge moment for Zack Ryder. Thing is, though, like the next night on Raw, he lost the title. Hmm. So I think that he should be a surprise entrant in a match for the Intercontinental Championship, end up winning the title, but for real this time, just brutalize folks in the match, show how much stronger he's gotten, how he's a major league player now, and have him hold the title for like, I would say... Almost a year. And you, this is the Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Championship, about, so the one that Gunther has right now. You, do you, Ooh. I was about to say. I didn't even factor in who the current champion there's is. There's not really, there's there's very few people hotter than him right now, Gunther. Yeah. And people, I think, developed a lot more respect for him, too, after his Rumble performance. I mean, given he was, what, hour and 11 minutes in the ring? Yeah. Incredible, especially for someone his size. Right. But uh, my thing is, and again, I'm not extremely knowledgeable about Matt or Zach or yeah whichever whoever he mm-hmm. comes back as yeah and I've only seen a couple of his matches it just doesn't seem like right now I would much rather him go somewhere start somewhere like NXT be treated well be booked as a star yeah, exactly be booked properly then something happened like happened with in my opinion Johnny Gargano ever since he came back I think he's been booked poorly. He really has, which, if, which sucks because he's one of Triple H's boys. Exactly. So it's so confusing. I don't want my I don't want Matt or Zach to come back and face that same kind of fate because the the list of champions right now in terms of the main roster is so stacked. Like I mean, the bloodline story that's currently going on, you can't touch that. You that's can't insane. mess with that. I sure as heck don't think he, he he's gonna mess with Cody. Should Cody win over Roman yeah. at WrestleMania? Right. It just makes sense that you build him up a little bit more, give him an insanely successful title run in NXT, then maybe call him up a year from now, have him enter next year's Rumble, something like that. Plus, that, like you said, that gives you reason to go ahead and call Braun and Carmelo up to the main roster and have someone else take that strap for a while in NXT. That's just my personal opinion. 
I have two other super quick news stories because we still got to get into Raw. Hit me. But for one, I don't know if you heard about Roman Reigns. He just surpassed 900 days as WWE champion. Feels like it's been 9,000. But yeah. yes, he's. Do you think he'll reach 1,000? I mean, I mean, you would think, which is, the, I was actually going to mention, he is, as far as beating the longest reigning record, no one's touching that, and I don't think anyone ever will. It was back in the 60s and 70s, it was Bruno San Martino, and he was champion for 2,803 days. So, that is almost seven years? Yes. Actually, that's probably more than seven years. Yeah. So yeah, Ro- Roman is not to. touching that. Wouldn't want anyone to. That's but, too long. But the second longest, Hulk Hogan, was 1,474. That's a tremendous gap between first and second. Holy cow. Yeah. But I want Roman to lose at Mania. But... Better bring him just short of 1,000. But, but I could see him actually beating Hogan's record. And I would be shocked... I think sh- Roman goes another year and a half as champion. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, He's man. He's got two relatively large stumbling blocks in the way coming up in the next two months. I mean, goodness gracious, yeah. less than two months. I just, as cool as that would be for him to break that or at least get second place all time for longest reign, I just don't know if he makes it through. And in fact, these next two challengers. Heck, talking about his stumbling blocks... We've covered enough news. Let's get into Raw. Yeah. I have the results here so we can brush up on them. We'll probably just hit up the most important parts because it's a three-hour show and usually only like 30 minutes to an hour of it is really worth recapping on. Yeah. Not to diss WWE, but they have a lot of fluff in their shows. They do. We learned that from when we were at one a couple of weeks ago and they they had some good amount of fluff at our show, even though it was a great show. We end up having Judgment Day versus the Street Profits. I'm super hot on the Judgment Day. I absolutely love them. Opposite for me, but okay. Not a big fan of the Judgment Day? No, I'm on the Street Profits. I like oh, the Street Profits a lot. I was about to say, I'm like, bro, the Judgment Day is one of the best stables that they've put out in don't, Yeah, I don't mind ages. the Judgment Day. Not at all. But they ended, but Judgment Day ended up winning. Uh, And then post-match, Edge and Beth Phoenix come up and attack the Judgment Day. Beth takes Dominic out with a spear, but Rhea Ripley appears and clobbers her before she can hit the glam slam, hits her with a riptide, and then they go to break. Side note, I love how consistently Edge has been appearing on shows recently. Yeah. I mean, we've been getting a lot of Edge content. You can tell the they're really building something up for him for WrestleMania. Hopefully. I hope he gets something good. Because I mean, he, he's, the he's Elimination Chamber is going to be really fun, but I doubt that's the last they have for him. I think they have something big for him and Beth at WrestleMania. Edge and Demon Finn Balor. That would be... That's my prediction. That would be just exquisite. We skipped ahead a little bit, but that is exactly... No, 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 no. Don't apologize. This is great stuff. We need to talk about our... uh, I pretty much have... I wouldn't say the whole card, because that's a lot of matches, but I have a good bit of WrestleMania kind of planned out in my head of how it should go. already fantasy booked it. Okay. Uh, Well, not the whole thing, because it's a two-night event. Like, they have a lot of storylines and a lot of matches and a lot of celebrity appearances that they can squeeze in before that time. So, But there are some matches that I feel like are gimmies, like Edge and Demon Balor, because you know, like, with the Judgment Day, you know it's going to be like a black and purple Demon Balor, which would look incredible, and he's going to paint the wings on his back. You know that he's going to do something like that. It's going to be crazy. be our first time seeing the Demon in, like, three years or so. So, yeah, no, I'm 
really excited. If you compare Priest up with somebody, you can get all three members of the Judgment Day to have their own matches at that point. That would be really, really cool. That would be really cool. Who knows? Maybe Priest wins at Chamber and gets the U.S. title from Theory. So, I mean, at this point, anything that, could happen. That would be insane. That'd actually be a really good way to, 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 to put him in there. Then that match. way, you're right. Everyone in the Judgment Day will have... You know, that actually might be what Priest needs because he's been the... I'd say the most poorly booked of the Judgment Day so super far. He's just he's just there. Though, yeah, but he's he's way too talented to be The fact that Dominic is getting a bigger rub than Damian Priest right now. Not a big fan of the Dominic storyline. That's just me personally. I just not a big fan of Dominic personally either. Lack of charisma. I mean, just does not doesn't do anything for me. It just doesn't really. I'm not sold any any time. I mean, that little rest that not wrestling little racing bit they did. With uh, the NASCAR that we saw live, and just, by that I mean on a screen. Yeah, it just wasn't doing it for me. I mean, it just that was so far you could tell that me. was literally just to push the NASCAR stuff going on on Fox Sports. That was literally the only reasoning. Yep the 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 prison bit. I mean, none of it's none of it's what, working with Dominic? for me. With Dominic going, dude. To jail, yeah. No, I. This is where I'm going to disagree. Okay. I despised Dominic for the longest time. And they have fed into it. This whole prison bit of him thinking he's hard because he went to prison for one day, got the teardrop tattoo and everything, and like I know what it's like. He said that. He said that on Raw. I know what it's like to be behind bars. Is just, it's funny. Like they know that he's not serious. They know that he's a complete clown, and they're playing into it. He's the kind. Of, he's playing the it. perfect chicken shit heel that you want to see his face beat in every single night, and you need that character. You need to have the guy that you watch get pounded to a pulp. The problem is, having that guy be Rey Mysterio's son just feels so wrong. You know what I mean? You're supposed yeah. to. You want to root for that guy. You want to root. Especially for the considering kid. like people who have been watching long enough to see the custody of Dominic ladder match between Ray and Eddie, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just. I'm surprised they haven't made any re- any references of like you're not even my real dad. Eddie is. Yeah. They, hey. <laughs> that would have been a great that thing. Might, to... That that might that could turn me. That's a on bit, the hor- that's lie. on the horizon. I that have a feeling me. it's on the horizon. People are making the memes like all the time. So far, it's just not doing anything for me personally. But yeah, I feel you. Would love to see. Every remember the because yeah we'll probably get ray versus dominic at wrestlemania yeah demon finn versus uh, edge edge we get Rhea versus charlotte obviously and then damian priest if you give him the united states title then he'll end up having like a pretty good match with that i mean heck if you put him in a in a singles match against anybody that's in the chamber match it'd be a good match because they got some good talent on there i think i'm about to say it's a loaded six-man uh match for for the u.s title for sure do you remember everybody that's in that match? I know it's Theory, Gargano, Priest, Montez, and am I missing two people? You probably are. You know what? The one thing we were going to talk about from Raw, because there was some, it was an uneventful show, let's be honest, but the promo with Cody and Sammy. Mm. Easily, like, when, when Cody first won the Rumble... And at the same time, everything went down with the bloodline and how the bloodline just became the hotter, hotter and hotter and hotter when it came to their stories being the hottest storyline in years, years and years and years and years. I don't remember the last time a storyline was this good. Eric Bischoff, who ran WCW, has even said that the bloodline has surpassed the NWO in his mind when it comes to storylines. I read that as well. Which the NWO wasn't written. Kind of got convoluted near the end. But this one has been consistent. So consistent storyline wise so i remember you and i immediately we were thinking well how the hell are they gonna fit cody into this 
And I think after uh, Raw, I think they have done that perfectly. Having him being in the background supporting Sami Zayn, but also wanting the title. Believing that Sami Zayn can do it. And also, like, you know what? I don't want to see you on Raw next next week. I want to see you at WrestleMania. I think this storyline recently, in recent months, does a couple of things. One, it shows just how important Paul Heyman is to the bloodline in terms of advancing yes. every single story, every single feud. The week he before with the... him and Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman really just, they were getting really personal about Dusty and how much he meant to both of them and how much uh, Paul Heyman helped him during a hard time. That was and one of the most Paul emotional promos I've ever seen. in that after he says oh he's the son, Roman Reigns is the son he wished he had that's when you realize oh so everything you just told me we poured our hearts out to each other everything was bullshit all you want is to just protect the championship so it was cool because you got to see the transition out of character to in character just Paul like that Paul Heyman is the master of that literally if you binge if you if you look up a Paul Heyman interview You'll start binging all of them because the man is perpetually in character and somehow toes the line between kayfabe and reality so well. If it wasn't cemented already, I think this whole bloodline storyline is, from start to finish, is going to cement Paul as the greatest manager in wrestling. He's history. already held that title for a long yeah, time, but if this, it wasn't but, true but it's a testament to him. He's been in the business since like the '80s or '90s, and even this is just scratching the surface of things he's accomplished, not only in the ring, but out of it. He is like one of the most beneficial and influential people in the business, bar none. And this is just shows how versatile he is and how incredible he is that even in his latter years, it looks like he still has like another decade in him. Absolutely. He is just going and going and going. Like he is showing no sign of age. By all accounts, a genuinely amazing dude. And I, like you said, seems to have pretty much submitted himself as the greatest manager in wrestling history. And I don't think it's going to be surpassed no. for a century. Oh no, 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 no! At this point, with everything he's contributed to the genre as a whole. Now, I remember mentioning to you after the Royal Rumble that with how hot Sammy is right now, I want to see Cody and Roman become a triple threat. And you had some pushback after this Monday. Has your opinion changed at all? It has a little bit. I did not expect to see Cody and Sammy interacting before the Elimination Chamber match. I kind of just thought, you know, they're going to let, you know, they're going to let Roman and Sammy have their moment here at the Chamber. Roman's probably going to win somehow. It's not going to be a fair win. Yeah. There's going to be some No, kinda, there's going to be some shenanigans. Some something something that advances the storyline. He'll, he'll lose by DQ or something, you know, just... Some way to continue. Maybe Cody could get involved somehow. You never know. Because I don't think Cody's booked for Elimination Chamber. No. So he could probably show up, and that's how he gets really involved in the bloodline. Who knows? I do worry, though, that Cody showing up at Chamber would undermine the success of the story with Sami Zayn so far. Especially given that it's in Montreal. Then he would really. I mean, but I can't say he would feel totally shoehorned in because with him and Sammy, like they already formed that connection to start kind of growing those kind of roots into the storyline. So not not a matter of shoehorning him in, just like this is this is Sammy. Excuse me, Sammy's night. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't have scripted it better. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't think about that. The pop he's going to get is going to be freaking incredible. It is going to be amazing, even though he's not going to win. I know that like. 
it's going to be an incredible moment for him. And they're going to give him a lot of moments to shine before and losing. Correct. And I think it's going to be a narrow victory for Roman. Yeah. And it, this is for both This is for both belts, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I just, again, I, I try to, you know, we're fantasy bookers at heart. We try our best to figure out ways that I just don't see a viable way in which, nothing against Sami Zayn at all. I just don't see a viable way in which Sammy wins, becomes universal champion, to where it makes sense for WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Which I is saw... why I am sort of kind of getting on your kind of hopping on your train with the with the potential triple threat match for WrestleMania. Are you because about to say what I think I'm about to say? Because I ended up seeing a, some really good booking on an Instagram comment. You know, in, uh, faceless Instagram users really know how to book. I say sarcastically. but They're just like us, man. But I saw something incredible. I saw turn it into a triple threat, have Sammy and Cody team up near the end, work together to take Roman out. They pin him at the same time. That way they have to split the titles. So Sammy gets the title, Cody gets Sammy the title. gets the universal, and then Sammy ends up giving like the WWE to Cody to make it a big moment because that's what Cody was wanting the whole time. Holds it out to him, Cody sells it. He's like, "Oh my god!" and then grabs it, and then has it, and then him and Sammy have their moments together in the ring. Cody has it gives you goosebumps just thinking about it, doesn't it? It does. The only thing is, and Cody has openly said he is very open with adding Sammy to the match. He said that in an interview lately. Well, the only thing is. It would make it hard. Again, this is just my fantasy booking. No, you're good. I still think, I think WrestleMania this year is when the bloodline falls apart completely. The entire bloodline, not just Roman. And I think that Sammy and Kevin Owens win the tag team championships off of the Usos. That was my original prediction. That's and been a I'm lot still, of predictions, but I'm still sticking. And that with was that. the common prediction, but now that so much stuff is shifting with the bloodline, it really makes people like. The only thing is, where is this rift between? Jay and Jimmy, where is that leading towards? Because yeah, they're not booked for the chamber either, are they? They're not defending at the chamber. Am I? Am I? I think you're right. I'm mistaken. That, yeah, I don't think yeah. they are. So their next big chance to defend those titles would probably be at WrestleMania. Who are they going to defend? That? That's all I'm saying. Because uh, that would set wrong. that would set up for Cody to get his main event match while Sammy still has a huge match. And you know what? I didn't even think about that. The there bloodline. aren't any tag teams that are big enough to really stand against the Usos. Not even close. Other, almost, other other than the New Day, but like no, you know yeah, they I, faced each other so many times. I can't even think of that many tag teams. I mean, I can almost assuredly say the Street Profits will be done within like a month and a half or so. Yeah, I can't. Hit think Row of, will never take off. I can't until they change their gimmick. One of, no, just one of my least favorite gimmicks. Ever. I've ever seen, oh, personally. No, not... They were the in-house match for for us at SmackDown. The dark match, the yeah. The dark match, yeah. 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 Um, it, was hit, it was one of the guys from Hit Row... Madcap Moss. Up against Madcap Moss. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Madcap Moss earn a chance at he, the... He won the next SmackDown after, and so now... This Friday, Gunther? which this will be this will be dropped on Friday, but he'll be facing Gunther uh, in uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. It's a good segue, though. Do we? And, I mean, do... heck, while we're at it, we yeah. also have for SmackDown Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler against Natalia and Shotzi. I I gonna be flat out honest with you. I have never heard besides Shotzi. You just listed off three of the most boring current female wrestlers <laughs> in my opinion tell you, that I, I can think of. I am so, so disappointed in how 
and what has happened to Ronda Rousey. Because she was hot when she first came. Her first, her debut match against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon teaming up with Kurt Angle. You couldn't have asked for a better uh, group of talent to help you in the match. And the thing is, it didn't feel like any of them were carrying it. Ronda held her own. Everybody in that match made her look like money. Everything she had going on with Becky Lynch, I was white hot for that feud a couple WrestleManias ago. Incredible stuff. And now it just seems like recently her promos have lost all heart and her matches have been botch after botch. She was never good on the mic. I feel like I was a firm believer and now this was before the bloodline obviously. So Paul Heyman didn't really have much work going on. I think he was still with Brock Lesnar. I really wanted um, Ronda to become a Paul Heyman girl. And maybe when this whole bloodline thing is done, which I don't want it to end, but all good thing, all good things must come to an end. I would love to see Paul Heyman be with Ronda Rousey because I feel like that's exactly what she needs. He needs she he needs to build up how great of a great MMA uh, fighter she was. For Brock. That wasn't a very good Paul Heyman. It's more like a Gilbert Gottfried. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about Ronda Rousey is how many times she has to adjust her shorts. Thank you, darling. That's where I'm looking in the first place. Hey, yo, I'm not gonna lie. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I didn't know you could do a Gilbert Garford impression, but now I do. Uh, it's murder on my throat, but yeah. Uh, and then, th- this is the... Oh, my God. Sorry, we cut that well, out. Well, no, no, it's a, it's, it's a good thing to add into a... You have to make a... That's what she said if you're making a Gilbert Godfrey joke. I mean, yes. you're already in the gutter. Might as well go all yes, the way. Yes, um, But this is a match that I bet you wish you were actually there to see live. The Viking Raiders against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. That's going to be a banger. That's the Viking Raiders. As much as I don't like the gimmick, they're good in the ring. So I think that's going to be a great match. I was about to say I wasn't a fan of the gimmick until I witnessed that entrance live. When we went to go see SmackDown, it's like they were coming out of fire, and it was, it was intense. Like you can tell. Like sure, the gimmick is goofy, but you can tell they're putting their all into it. The yep. attention to that entrance was more attention than even like Karrion Cross gets in his entrance. Like they were getting like full on props and like big old shields, smoke going everywhere. The lighting, it's just the music. It is big Viking vibes and they are going all the way with it. I would much rather you get a super goofy gimmick and just take it to the limit than get a really goofy gimmick and like, you know, barely put any effort into it. If you believe what you're doing, that's why wrestling in the 80s was so believable because those wrestlers were those characters. And now that you mentioned it, you mentioned tag teams earlier that you thought could stand up to the Usos. I will say if this Drew Sheamus thing continues as a tag team, oh my gosh. that is one of them. That is one of them that I could genuinely see taking the belts oh. off the Usos. Oh, now that would be all puns intended a banger. Yeah, absolutely. That okay, you make you got me wanting that now. 100%. At WrestleMania, the, but the only thing is I just think that Sammy and KO makes more sense for that. But yeah, storyline wise, I, like, I would like to see either because I'm a huge Sheamus Mark, so that's just that that the, again, these are just fantasy bookings, but and then the last match has been confirmed is Oscar versus Liv Morgan, so not really too much to tell on that front. But what I'm excited for is Elimination Chamber because I wasn't sure what to think of the card when it was first being put together, but now that we are in the final, like official match card, I'm excited because we have some incredible matches lined up. Yeah, read me off what we got. All right, I'll go in. I'll just go in order. I like going down to up. 
So yeah, that we're ending course, with the absolutely. main event. Yeah. So we do have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. That's never a bad match. Never once has that match been disappointing, I feel like. Even though they've had, like, what, two or three of those they, matches? They, at this they point? have had a lot of them, but I will tell you right now, I will take Bobby versus Brock over Brock versus Roman any absolutely. day of the week. That was, I don't know, I still need to show you more Botchamania, but there is a meme that was going on with it called, um, have you heard, have you heard of too many cooks, the adult swim sketch? I have not. It's incredible. It's like very surreal. I'll have to show it to you. Okay. It's, it, it is like internet hall of fame, like musty. Uh, someone did that, uh, skit. And the thing with too many cooks is it just like repeats itself over and over and over and over. It's like a 90s sitcom intro. But it goes on for like 10 minutes and gets more and more surreal as it goes on. And people ended up doing that, playing the Too Many Cooks song, and kept showing all the times that John Cena and Randy Orton have faced each other. And it went on for pretty much as long as the song does. How many matches did those two have against each other? I'm very curious. I'll have to show you the skit because I could not tell you. 20 plus? I would say, yeah. honestly, that's how it feels. Yeah. So all that to say, that is Roman and Brock to me. It has just happened so many times. I think it's main evented WrestleMania twice. It's just, it's too much. And I'm... A bit of a letdown last time at main evented, main evented WrestleMania 2, which I believe was 38, right? I believe, actually, no, no, no. One. I think the last time that you saw them face each other, I think it was SummerSlam. Was it SummerSlam? That's right. Because he ended up now, bringing out the tractor. was incredible. That... I loved every second of that you one. You see, it really, it really takes a special event. kind of... It takes a special kind of talent to actually do something in the ring that no one's seen before. I've never seen somebody get a piece of farming equipment and basically flip the ring over. Like, that was... I was thoroughly sports entertained. I think SummerSlam was the defining moment that said, okay, we got someone else Because that was the, the first show, show post, first post Vince. And we, were, and we were over here thinking, okay, yeah, Triple H literally just got in charge. It's not going to happen, like, overnight. And it was the most banger SummerSlam that I've ever seen. That was when you knew, okay, someone new okay, is in charge. Okay, so we got... We're gonna have I'm not, not going to say it's in. been all hits. Not going to say it's been no. perfect, but leaps and bounds above where it was before. Absolutely. That being said, we never even said who we think is going to win, Brock or Bobby. Bobby. Really? Yes. I was going to say Brock, and then they end up giving Bobby a win. Because I don't know. Where do you think they're going to go with this? Because where do you think they're going to go? Like to Are they going to go to WrestleMania and to have another rematch? Like What are you thinking their plans are? Honestly, I have no idea where they'll go, but I think the winner... I don't know. Can you see... Question. Is Brock Lesnar too big for the U.S. title? No one is too big for any of the titles. Well, you mean star-wise? Star-wise, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't see Brock Lesnar ever holding a mid-card title ever again. That's why, that's why I don't know whether or not this would be Brock's match. Because I think if Bobby wins, this could be a build-up to him winning the U.S. title. Or at least challenging for it at WrestleMania. Yeah. Whereas if Brock wins, where do you where, where do you go with Brock's storyline at this point? You can't I, have him anywhere near Roman because that's going too well. I really don't know. I mean, because you know they're going to give Brock the WrestleMania payday. It's just a matter of against who. I mean, maybe they just have to dust off Goldberg for a tenth time. <laughs> <laughs> go when back to in a doubt, closet, grab a Goldberg clone. All right, throw him out. When there. in doubt, spear it out. Of course. Uh, next one. Uh, let, let's do the the U.S. title elimination chamber. So now you that's do. You, you, man, I, right? I will yeah. get to tell you all the members. Austin Theory, defending champion. Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, I'm sorry. Seth Franklin Rollins. Mm. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Bronson Reed. Damian Priest and Montez Ford. 
Now, I forgot that Seth Rollins was in this match. I will say that. He'll be the workhorse of the match, I'll tell you that right now. Yes, and it kind of throws off my... I'll tell you who I think is going to win, and I'll tell you who I would love to win. I would love if Montez won this match. I would absolutely love it. Then because it'd be then awesome for him, for him and his wife. They're going to each both get a be match on fire, a yeah. title at WrestleMania. That'd be a great moment for them. Cool. And uh oh, I think you might have accidentally predicted the ending because have you heard that Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are starting their own reality show and they started recording at at, at the Royal Rumble. They're getting their own like Total Divas style reality show about their that. about That's their cool. lives. So wouldn't it be great? It's produced by WWE. So wouldn't it be great if they booked Montez? to win a title and defend a title at WrestleMania at the same time Bianca Belair has it. That would be incredible. I think that would I think they might be grooming that for the for the uh, show. Cuz it wouldn't be the first time they've done that. They've done that with Total Divas, Total Bellas. They have played wrestling storylines into the actual storyline of the show. And why have my question is why have one member of the Street Profits qualify for the chamber while having the other one not qualify for the chamber if that person's not sp- Expected to get a big solo push coming very soon, which is what I think is happening with Montez, and I think it'll end up breaking up the street profits. I would love to see that happen, and I half predict that's going to happen. However, I can't write off Theory retaining. I yeah. feel like there's a good chance Theory retains, and if he retains, I would love to see Theory Cena for that belt. They have been teasing Theory Cena a lot. I don't think Cena would win because he only shows up for if he's going to defend a title. He's got to show up more than once or twice a year. See, there are two. There are obviously two options. You either have uh, Cena win, but make it a very hard fight to where Theory like really comes close, really comes close, or you have Theory go over and get a massive pop like that would be probably the best Wrestlemania moment you could ever ask for is taking out John Cena so I think Theory would get that would get him a pop if he did that I think so because beating John Cena is a big deal and and Austin Theory like guy just on the come up like still establishing himself taking out John Cena that's what happened to Kevin Owens Kevin Owens ended up beating John Cena his very first match coming back coming up from NXT and won the United States Championship. Who's to say Austin Theory can't successfully defend it against John Cena and get the same kind of rub? Well, I would love I would not I'm almost I won't love. I would not mind that because I do like what they've done with Theory's character. It's really great because you, for, was, when when you first got into it in WrestleMania and you watched him go up against uh, Pat McAfee, it's not just because you're a huge McAfee fan. You hated Austin Theory, hated but the ever gimmick. since he's gone heel, like a super like monster heel, you be- he's a lot more believable. And it's what it's the difference between what you call a chicken shit heel versus like a believable monster heel. I guess is what that. He and was so, the definition of the chicken shit heel you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and he and he really is. That is uh, perfect, actually. That is exactly what he was. And the kind of snotty nose, kind of heel. We are like, ugh, get this schmuck off my TV. The same kind of way that I've always felt about Sammy Guevara, like my whole entire oh, same. life. Yeah, uh, he is it, it, that, but yes. a punchable faces is what comes to my mind. He has a very punchable face. Yep. So that's why I thought of Austin Theory too. But like, especially when he started getting his evil facial hair and everything, like his look is even changing the way he carries himself. He's believable now. And I can totally see him holding that title for a while. Yeah. Cause it, he, it actually seems like he's, 
It takes a special kind of person to hold a mid-card title and make it mean something. That's what The Miz did with the Intercontinental Championship. A lot of people... doing right now. Yeah, a lot of people wear them as just kind of ornaments and never really... They never really mean anything. And they just kind of devalue the title. And it's actually crazy that now both mid-card champions right now are really making them mean something. Gunther, Austin Theory, both. Absolutely. And it'll be good because this is the first time I think... I'll be seeing him defend this title. I don't know. This title hasn't been defended on pay-per-view in how long? A good few months. A good maybe half a year. I can't keep track, honestly. I don't think it's been defended on pay-per-view, the U.S. title, at least for a little while, because I know Theory's had it for a good bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm very excited to see that. So I'm kind of torn between Theory and Montez, but I'm going to go. I'm gonna say one of them probably ends up taking it. For me, I... You know, I really like your Damian Priest idea, but I like your That's Montez. True. But I like your Montez Ford idea Same more. Same exact. And token. I'm not just trying to base my uh, my uh, predictions off of your theories, but you, you gotta stop making such damn good theories. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> is we, the we, problem? We, we 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 come up with this stuff in our head, and it's like, oh, this is perfect. This makes so much sense. It's gotta be that. But what makes wrestling so great is that the super predictable thing is rarely what happens. So maybe one of these title matches that we're thinking is going to happen at WrestleMania, whether it's Priest, Theory, or Montez, because either one of the, any of those would be great. For all we know, Bronson Reed could win the thing. It's so easy to to get your hopes up in wrestling. Yeah, it's just no one can ever predict what's really going to happen. Well, going into the next Elimination Chamber match, it's for a WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 39. Whoever wins this match will go face-to-face with Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. So the participants are Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, Asuka is winning this, and it's not even close. I would have to agree, just because of the way they've just given her new, her, her new... Bringing back the Kana character from yeah. the indies and the pop that got, and how she's completely like... She even got a new theme song because of it, and she's how... The way she carries herself now, she's like this more evil, demonic, kind of crazy character. Of the I think that her and Bianca have faced each other before, but not this Asuka against this Bianca. That would be a fantastic match at It'll be a fierce match. Like, I, 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 wanted, I, I wanted to... I almost kind of want to... Uh, up the ante a little bit and add some sort of stipulation to it. Some sort of like, I wouldn't say a no holds barred, but like, you know, something, maybe last woman standing, like really give them a chance to really show off because they could do some really fun stuff. Next match is one that I am personally very excited about. I guess just call me a fan of Nostalgia Acts, but it's Edge and Beth Phoenix up against the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley in a mixed tag team match. I have been the biggest edgehead for my whole life. I despised him when he was a heel and just adored him as a face because he does both things so well. Beth Phoenix never, even though she was a long-time, long-standing women's champion and a true athlete when women's wrestling still wasn't being taken completely seriously, she fits like a glove in the women's wrestling now, and thank God she has not aged a day. In fact, she looks better than she did back when she was first wrestling. So She's built. She's strong. Oh, I'm very excited for this. I think Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to put on a clinic, and I'm just excited to see both of them back in the ring. Well, here's my thing. This is why I think that Edge and Finn Balor match at WrestleMania is looking likely. Why would this not be booked as Rhea and Dominic versus Edge and Beth? 
Hmm. If there wasn't going to set up for something between Finn and Edge at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Because it would make a lot more yeah. sense to have the actual couple, Beth and Edge, versus the, right air quotes, couple, Dominic and Rhea. But instead you got Finn Balor, which again, I think that's going to lead to the Edge and Finn WrestleMania match. Yeah. And somewhere along the way... I really feel like Edge and Finn, like is the only thing that makes sense to lead up to. Because, you know, everyone, whenever they see Finn Balor, there's one there's one thing that's lurking in their mind. Demon. Demon. Yep. And yeah, I haven't brought him back in a long time. I think that's going to be, no matter what happens, Demon Balor has to be part of it. And I can't remember if it was Survivor Series or Extreme Rules, but at one of those, Edge and Finn Balor put on a match that was incredible. They were up in the stands, they were up in the... The concourse, I mean, it was an absolutely incredible match, and I would love to see that again just with Finn's, Finn's alter ego would be Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Have you got to see any Demon Balor matches? I have seen a couple of them. Which however, ones? I can't remember who he was facing, but it wasn't like a big match or anything. It wasn't like okay. a pay-per-view. It was like is it just like a taping a Raw or something. It wasn't like a big ordeal, I guess. I don't know when the last time Demon Finn Balor was on a pay-per-view match, but I haven't seen any of those. If there's a Demon Balor match that I can recommend, it's... I'm trying to, I'm trying to look it up. I'm trying to remember because there, it's not only the match itself, but the story of how it happened. Let me see. Okay, I can't find it, but essentially there was an event. I think it might have been a Survivor Series, where AJ Styles was supposed to face like a certain wrestler. And there was some really weird, like, illness that was going around, and a, a few wrestlers were out. And this was, like, a day or two or, like, even morning of the um, the pay-per-view. And they really had to make a lot of changes to the card. And one of the changes, this wasn't even, like, originally booked, but it's a match that people wanted ever since AJ Styles came back. The event, the match ended up being AJ Styles versus Demon Balor. Mm, awesome. No lead up, but these are two guys that got brought up in the Bullet Club, like together, both back over in New Japan, and were always like within close proximity of each other, or even on the same side. So that match ended up being incredible because they are both incredible. Yeah. So I highly recommend that one. I'm gonna have to find the the the, the pay per view that it was on, but I have to send that to you. Very last match. I don't even need to look at the card because we know what it is. It's Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the <clears throat> hang on for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. I don't. I'd love to you know I'd love to fantasy book this one and meticulously create a way that Sami can come out on top, but I just don't see it happening. And look, you know, Sami has been so incredible for the past, I guess eight nine months, ten months now doing this storyline. I mean, every segment has been gold. He deserves this in front of his hometown. He deserves to win. It would be just one of the most incredible moments in recent wrestling history if he lifts that title in front of Montreal. I just don't see. Here's this is where I feel I like we're I feel it. like we're kind of switching roles for once here as far as it comes to Sami Zayn because I'm over here thinking I'm gonna rattle off two different WrestleMania main events to you. Okay. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Or Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn. I don't really think it has as much of a ring to it. And this is coming from a huge Sami fan. I think they... Sami needs to lose solely because Cody versus Roman is a money match. 
add Sammy to the money match though. And there you have it. I think that I still think that should be the that should be the play. I could see that. I'm 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 gonna stick with my tag title prediction for WrestleMania. And my thing is with this match tomorrow. Yeah. Or not tomorrow. Saturday. Saturday. Well, it'll be tomorrow when this comes out. Yeah, at Chamber. I do think, and I'm pretty confident. Pretty confident, Sammy will lose. I am morally. I am more interested. In two I things. am morally interested. <laughs> like my my soul and my my will goes into this. I'm I'm more interested in two things, and that's one: how great of a performance can Sammy put in against Roman? Because again, remember a lot of the stuff that we've seen with Sammy in the Bloodline has not been in ring stuff for Sammy. You had War Games; he put on a great show there. Other than that, you haven't had too much of Sammy in ring doing matches for the Do bloodline. Do not underestimate Sammy. He not is even, incredible a, in the ring. Not especially a if you give him a talent like Roman to be going off of. Oh goodness. Roman's gonna make him look like money. I know that for a fact. Not a chance am I underestimating him. I'm very just very interested to see that. I'm very interested to see just how quality yeah. that match is gonna be. I'm also very interested to see how Sammy loses. That's going to be the thing. Does he lose in a way that closes the story? Because I don't think that's going to be the case. No. He's going to lose like in a way that carries Sammy's, it over to WrestleMania. I know one thing for sure, Sammy's going to go out. And, he's either going to go out in Blaze of Glory, or there's going to be some shenanigans that'll really... I really feel like he's going to give Roman a run for his money. Because storyline-wise, it makes sense. But also, Sammy deserves it. He needs to take Roman to the limit. And I think that'll really play into the Bloodline storyline, especially considering the rifts he's caused in the Bloodline. I think that'll really play into it, and that'll probably play into Roman losing, that he doesn't have the entirety of the Bloodline backing him anymore. And now that his family has turned against him, then that's going to be the nail in the coffin that'll take him off his game to lose the title. So you think Roman loses the titles this Saturday? Not this Saturday. I think this will be the next step in it. Because I think a lot of Bloodline stuff will go down. Because it seems like every single match involving the Bloodline or segment has ended with them being in the ring and something going on. Like, what happens after the match is more compelling than what's happening in the ring. I agree with that. And I feel like there's going to be some more stuff blowing up. Solo, and I was noticing this, Solo Sokoa, when we were watching it in Greenville, when we were watching SmackDown. Solo? Did you notice he was... He's always very stoic and quiet, but the look on his face was different this go-around. I think that Solo is feeling conflicted and feels like he kind of has to be there, and he's not sure if, like, what he's part of is right. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting from Solo. I think Solo might end up turning on Roman on Saturday, and that would be the next nail in the coffin of, well, my bloodline, my family is turning from me, and... He's like he maybe Roman tells himself, "Well, this isn't gonna affect my performance at WrestleMania," but that distraction of what's going on in the Bloodline is what's going to take him down. That's what I think. Interesting. All 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 that to say, at this point, anything literally anything could happen. That's you the thing. Literally have no idea. Like, and it is so entertaining to just go into something. With and, no expectations. Uh, and wrestling has not been this entertaining consistently in a long time the writers have been cooking they really have i mean they've been doing some good stuff and they're like i mean even some of the small stuff some not even just the major storylines just some of the little pieces that are put into these storylines i mean the promos you were talking about the last couple weeks sammy and paul 
Sammy and Co- or sorry, Cody and Paul. Yeah. Cody and Sammy. Stuff like that. I mean, that's just what drives these stories to become so great. I mean, they, yeah. they, they haven't really missed yet. They just have not missed. And it's been a rare thing where, like, the, the promo, especially with Heyman and Cody and Heyman and, and, like, Cody and Sammy. I did it that time. Yeah. Um, The fact that they have put so much effort into it and that so many people are invested in it that people shut up and pay attention to what's going on in the ring during those promos. Yeah. People are gripped. The thing that got me and like gave me goosebumps during uh, this past Monday on Raw with Sammy and Cody, people stu- people cut off the promo in the middle of it and start chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. During a promo, <laughs> Trey, I know you're new to this, that doesn't happen. You get those in, in five-star fact, matches. Probably in the over 10 years that I've been watching wrestling, uh, going on 15 years probably never happened I've never seen it no one chance this is awesome when people are in the ring talking that is living proof that what they have going on right now that combined with them doing the old Sammy chants ole 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 doing all that it is a white hot storyline right now so and I don't think they're going to fumble it they've done so good They've WWE's never been this consistent with storytelling I don't know how it's going to end, but I know that it's going to be incredible when it does. Well, whenever that is, I guess we'll find out. And we'll, our next episode, we'll be talking about the aftermath. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about the chamber. We're going to yeah. we're going to see if our predictions were right. I guess we better write them down since we ended up making them. See if those storylines are going to come to fruition. And before we go, I have I want every time we talk about wrestling, I want there to be a question of the day because like wrestling is one of those open books you can never stop talking about, never stop booking in your head. And since we've talked about WrestleMania so much and Elimination Chamber, going into WrestleMania, what everything should be. I want to go a little bit further. Okay. Let's say, whether he wins or not, Cody Rhodes punched his ticket to WrestleMania. He's going to be main eventing no matter what. He's going to be the championship match against Roman. Whether he wins or loses, depending on how you book that part of WrestleMania, after he's done with Roman... Who do you want Cody Rhodes' first feud after WrestleMania to be with? So this is either as champion or as not cha- as, champion. as champion or not as champion. I'm gonna say as champion because I do believe he's going to win. But either way, I think mine is kind of evergreen as far as it comes to the feud. That is a fantastic question. I can go ahead and tell you mine by by some time to think. Yeah, sounds good. Because mine is more than just, oh, I would love to see Cody face this guy. Like, oh, he's never faced him before. No, the thing is, he's interacted with this guy a lot before. But the story tells itself. I want him to feud against Randy Orton. Oh, that would be fantastic. You you know about the legacy, don't you? I have no idea about the legacy. You have no, no idea about the legacy. No, but I All just right. thought about the two personalities in the ring together. No, That'd no, no. Incredible. Class is in session. When Cody Rhodes first came to WWE... He was kind of a solo act, and I might be getting some of this muddy, but I do remember the meat of it. His big break, so to speak, when he first started becoming somewhat of a uh, of a name, more so than just having the last name Rhodes, he was in a team called The Legacy. And their whole gimmick is that they are second, third generation superstars. Like, their fathers were in wrestling and were big names. So, there was a team consisting of... Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase Jr., the son of the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, 
and the son of Cowboy Bob Orton, Randy Orton, was the leader. And they just, even though Cody and Ted kind of fell in the background, obviously because Randy Orton and their personalities weren't the greatest at the time, it was still a really big thing for them because they were feuding against like DX and all of these huge names and got these major league matches. Cody Rhodes had a big moment with The Undertaker during a Royal Rumble. You'll have to hear his story about it. It's really cool. So that was a deep-rooted thing. That was Cody Rhodes' first big break and really Ted DiBiase's only break because after the legacy broke up, there wasn't much left for Ted to do. Meanwhile, Cody, he, he had the the Rhodes thing to fall back on, but then he also had other gimmicks that came and went. Uh, then Stardust, we all know where that went. But Randy Orton was his first big break. So for him to rekindle that uh, relationship with Randy Orton and realize hey like the story writes itself if it weren't for if it weren't for me then you wouldn't even be back here if it weren't for me then no one would even know who you are you would have been out the door before you ever got the call about legacy or something like that like if it weren't for me you wouldn't even be relevant so the story tells itself and now that Cody Rhodes is honestly in some ways on a slightly higher pedestal than Roman even is. So then they complain to the jealousy factor, like, oh, well, Randy... Did I say Roman? You did say Roman. Randy, my bad. Um, For um, Randy would be jealous of like, oh, well, he's actually become bigger than me, so he has that insecurity playing in. So, yes, I fantasy booked it that much. I want to see the legacy go one-on-one again. And if they can find some way to incorporate Ted Jr., I'm sure that he has absolutely nothing going on right now. So (laughs) if they want to rope him in and have him be like maybe the guest ref or something. Man, I wish I had a detailed answer. I just, I'm just going to, I'm going to, you I don't think think about it too much. Well, I'm just going to pick a couple names out of a hat then in that case. We'll have a really detailed answer and we'll have a couple of just dream matches in my opinion for no other reason than I would like to see these two in a ring together and sometimes that's all you need Yeah. as long as you got a good storyline behind it you don't need to know the storyline but just assume that there's a really good storyline I'll give you a couple then Drew McIntyre also I apologize I don't know if you can hear it but if you hear little kind of whimpers off and on in the background my cats really want to get into the studio (laughs) (laughs) man they really want to get in Bill, stop it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hang on. Let me me throw the... Maybe that's what they're wanting. No. Okay, well... (laughs) Sounds like it worked. I can hear that. His came under and it slowly (laughs) drew it back. He's like, okay, I guess. Okay, continue. Yeah, other than the fact that I just like to see these two in a ring, I'd like to see Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes. Two guys that I think have... Say it again. That'd be sick. Just in terms of pure wrestling, there's two of my favorites. And not even personality-wise, they can both cut promos like nobody's business. We found that out about Drew when he was feuding against Roman for a while. And he was feuding against, even against Cross before even the Roman stuff happened or afterwards, whichever one it was. You no, know, it just goes to show how good of a fantasy booker you are. There's actually a deeper story that could be in that feud than you even thought. Because Drew McIntyre is... Another case, probably even before Cody, another case of someone leaving WWE, reinventing themselves and coming back better right. than ever. I'm, I'm, Drew McIntyre was like the failed chosen one of uh, uh, that Vince McMahon. Boy, yeah. He was Vince's boy, and that really fell flat, and he never really got over. 
He ends up reinventing himself in the Indies, comes back looking like the man that ate the previous Drew McIntyre yeah. and gained his energy. And his muscle. Yeah. Dude's freaking jacked. He is built like a Greek god. I feel like he like got taller in his time gone. That's how much more built he got. If you look at Drew McIntyre when he first came to WWE, put him side by side, not the same guy. Would you like to see Cody versus Seth Rollins again? I mean, I don't think they got to do for that the, whole entire story justice yeah, for because the pure, of the injury. For the pure wrestling aspect and the fact that they put on incredible matches, like both of them individually put on an incredible match with a broom Hell and with each other. Match of the year, yeah, it year. was, and like, and not only because of the torn pec that he had, like the match itself told an incredible story. But I think that storyline has more to it. I think they could have gone deeper into that, and they, they would def- have most likely. They can definitely revisit it. I'm sure that they had one or mo- one or one or two more matches uh, on the horizon, so they can definitely easily fit another one of those in. Whoops, where were you when Ian accidentally hit the uh, space bar and cut us off mid conversation? Right here. <laughs> well, all that to say, Cody versus Roman is. An incredible storyline. And I'm going to wait to see how that finishes out before yeah. fantasy booking Cody any further, just because he's so fresh back on the minds of everybody. I think it's fair to let this play out, and then sky's the limit from there. I still think my biggest, even though I really want Cody to win at WrestleMania, I still think it would be incredible if they gave him a loss, and that really starts driving him over the edge, and he starts becoming... Right now, he is just... It's obvious what his goal is. He's trying to win the title, and he is just cruising on over to get that title like his path is clear what if a roadblock came what if he lost at Wrestlemania because he already had his Wrestlemania moment last year returning and facing Seth what if he doesn't get the victory and what if that really starts making him he doesn't only like he has to get this title no now he will not stop until he gets this title and I could see it and that really ends up because that would make his story a lot more interesting because yeah sure I want him to be champion and obviously he's going to be champion but it doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. I think handing him a loss at Mania would flesh out his story more. So it's more than just like one dimensional, you know? You think they'd carry that over to the next WrestleMania or maybe like SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Or SummerSlam. I could see them carrying out to SummerSlam and giving him the big moment there. Makes sense. Which, by the way, is that at. Uh, where is that this year? Is it. D- Detroit is not this year, right? Um, Is it this year? It might be check. this year. SummerSlam. Hey Siri, where is WWE SummerSlam being held this year? Here's an answer from Wikipedia. The event Detroit. 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 Okay. Detroit. I just barely beat Siri. She didn't even give me the right answer. <laughs> she told me about the 2021 at the Thunderdome in Orlando. Oh, so. geez. But yeah, all that to say, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, There's yeah. a bunch of good stuff coming up, and we're going to have just... Next couple episodes is going to be chock full of opinions and fantasy bookings and reactions. This show's a good time to start talking about wrestling with WrestleMania right around the corner. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope if if you're a wrestling fan, we hope you enjoyed it. If you're get if you're new and still getting into wrestling like like Trey over here, hope you enjoyed it as well. Be sure to watch Elimination Chamber and let us know what your predictions are. Let's see if they line up and let's see which one of us is right. And sign my petition to get Shinsuke Nakamura to main event WrestleMania again. Have, have Shinsuke Lord, Nakamura again. come in like just randomly take Sami Zayn's place in the Bloodline story and give him the rub that he deserves. You know what? I'm cool with that. I <laughs> love me some Shinsuke, man. <laughs> Connoisseurs on the ropes. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you guys.